Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horton, and what's going on, everybody? It is Friday. It is Friday, and the markets are higher. And as they say, they black the card this week uh, up every day. Um, (laughs) As we say over and over again, there's no reason to get in front of this market. There's no reason to try to outsmart it or outguess it. I think we just continue to... Trade it up, uh, but you know, I, I, there's you. You have the constant reminder from the uh, experts that this time is different. Okay, you have the constant reminder that things are not important anymore. In fact, I heard uh, an expert yesterday uh, uh, say the inversion of the yield curve doesn't mean anything this time. Uh, the there is no chance of a recession. Uh, there is no problems. Everything is great. And as I, remi- as I remind you over and over again, and I will continue to do so, is very simply, okay, remember the vote of confidence is always the biggest time to be concerned, okay? When, when you get that big vote of confidence from uh, experts or so-called experts, and I will call them so-called experts because... Uh, they're geniuses when the market goes up and they're hiding and you can't get a hold of them when the markets go down. Uh, and of course, uh, this is an age old story because obviously everybody likes when the markets go up better than they like when, well, not everybody, but the general likes it better when they go up. And again, there's nothing wrong with markets going up and, and, and we're, we're big fans of, of the markets going higher as well. <laughs> I mean, I do have a long-term portfolio that is simply uh, filled up with, uh, uh, the, with equities. But we just have to remember that, you know, it's just like as we say, when a coach gets the big vote of confidence from, uh, from, from his uh, owner or whatever, usually he gets fired within a week. And, of course, each and, each and every time before every crash we've had, Okay, think about this for a minute. We have had a public official, you know, or a Fed person or somebody of note coming out and say that we are in great shape. Okay, and they're telling us now that we are in great shape. The idiocy is 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 unbelievable. And again, I'm not saying we're not in good shape, but I am saying that you know when we have overwhelming consumer confidence. Uh, when we have the the rushing in the starting of new businesses, and that's all good, okay. But typically, that is the uh, euphoric cycle uh, when we are in euphoria, as they say. Uh, bull markets don't die on pessimism; bull markets die on euphoria, okay. 
uh, when they're when we're we're so optimistic that nothing could possibly go wrong. And of course, uh, you know, again, and 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 we know from history that tells us that something will go wrong at some point. Now, there's a lot of evidence here that there's a lot of issues, and and one being uh, the Federal Reserve. Okay, they can't even make up their mind with inside the Fed of what they want to do. And, of course, it's certainly easy to keep the cheap money policies going. Uh, and but, but, again, that's going to change by, by demand and, and whatever else is happening, and they're going to have to raise. And if they don't raise, the bond market is going to raise for them. And, of course, that will create a major problem, as we've talked about the debt cycle and you know our cost of servicing our own debt, let alone individuals who have debt that they have to deal with. Uh, so, again, if your rates start going higher, uh, it makes it harder to service the debt. It also makes the, the servicing of the debt more expensive. And then that leaves less free cash to uh, invest in the markets that are free and that are never going down again. Of course, we all know that's a crock, but that is just basically what everybody is trying to convince us of is that we are never going to go down again. And, of course, we all know that that's a bunch of poppycock. But at the end, you know, we we have to continue to be patient and watching and observing because we can't predict. I can't predict. I'd love to predict. I've lost. I've lost more money trying to be the the profit instead of making profit sometimes and i think that's something that we we all tend to like to do it's like we feel better when we guess right and i say to you we don't have to guess right we just have to wait and be patient enough this is where it gets to you you know it's always the it's always the same thing you know if you've ever played um, you know, a play uh, poker or even a racquetball. I'll give you a better example. I'm a ra- I used to play racquetball. I, don't, I haven't played forever, but I could never really master the kill shot. Okay, but I could keep the ball in play and I could keep pushing it back and forth until my opponent would make a mistake. So I was a very good player, but I could never master the kill. I get lucky once in a while, and I think that's. What we always have to focus on is, you know, if you get impatient, you can put yourself in a very bad situation. And of course, if you if you destroy your inventory because you become impatient, if you destroy, uh, you know, your ability to trade because you become impatient, well, then what happens? Then you end up not in the game at the best particular time and out of the markets as they do what you exactly what we're hoping for and thought they would do. But because you did not sit back waiting patiently enough, you ended up uh, being in the, in the toilet, as they say. And I think this is something that we have to always focus on. And remember is that, the game we have here, the game we're playing is about money. Okay. It's not about being right. It's not about anything else, but it is about the money. Okay. And if we think that we are smarter, okay, 
then all we're really going to do is put ourselves in jeopardy. So if you focus on the fact that you're investing, you're trading for money, you're not doing it as a hobby, you're not doing it for fun. I know a lot of people say, well, I want to gamble a bit. You know, I, I just, um, this is my play money. It's your money. This is, a, I think, one of the things that makes you, always makes me the angriest is it's, it's house money, it's their money. No, once you make it, it's your money. And you should protect it as such. And I think that is one of the things that happens very often in, in the world is we, we get sloppy with our money and don't focus on what it's about. And again, I will say this one more time. No matter what anybody tells you, this is about money. It's about making money. It's about improving your life, improving your retirement, improving your, your, your possibility of when you can work, work less, whatever. But at the end of the day, you invest to make money. You invest to build your long term. Oh, what a message for a Friday. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz, of course, I want to remind you to go to libertytalk.fm every day and download The Bubba Show. And, of course, don't forget to download uh, the, uh, the Sporting Edge on the weekends. And, of course, yesterday we picked the uh, Cincinnati Bengal. And, of course, they kicked the crap out of, uh, out of uh, Baltimore. So just in case you were wondering what our record is. But also, don't forget about my daily update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to bubbatrading.com. Fill out the box that pops up, and each and every day I will send you a video after the market closes, giving you an idea of what I think happened and what I expect to happen tomorrow. So go to BubbaTrain.com and get your update right now. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be back right after the break with more of The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, of course, it is Friday. Friday, September the 14th. Football season is here. And, of course, my bungles kicked the crap out of Baltimore yesterday. But I wonder if, if Google had a meeting about the, the loss of a football game. Did anybody see the crying and the whining going on about who the president is? I mean, we're two years in since since the election and we're still whining and crying. I don't know what's happened to some of the people in this country. I mean, I know that we are a, a liberal leaning country. That's is proven by our media. That's proven by the population. Uh, but geez, Louise, are you kidding me? We have a company wide meeting where we whine and we say we need a hug because of who the president is. And, and, and not only that, but the president happens to be doing a terrific job for the economy. As we have said over and over again, okay, you don't have to like him. You don't have to vote for him. But you should be thrilled that regulations are being changed and jobs are being created and things are better. You know that I'm not thrilled with everything that goes on. You know that I think that the jobs, the wages have not grown. But again, for where we were, and for where we are, okay, you have to understand what's going on, and, and not and and for out of all things in life, okay, out of everything that we do, our first thing should be so to support our country, which is by really supporting the president, whether you like him or not. Does anybody really believe that Barack Obama was the greatest president ever? I will say that, in my opinion. He may go down as one of the worst. 
Okay. His policies were brutal. But again, I'm not making this a political statement. I'm just saying that I supported him because I wanted him to do good. I wanted him to make the country better. The same as the person that I, I have now is Donald Trump. Now, whether I like him or not, now I like him. I predicted that he'd win. Before, in 2015, I predicted he'd win. But my point is very simple. He'll be out of office in two to four, two to six years. And the key, the key is, is we should all have the same goal and objective. And that is to build a better America. Because presidents come and go, but to, to not respect the office of the president. And here is Google, okay, that first comes out a couple of months ago and says, well, we're not going to help you with the artificial intelligence to fight. Now, again, I think that the United States of America does not go out and fight and pick fights. I don't think we're bullies. I think we're protectors. So here you have a group at Google that says they don't want to help. Okay, now you have this ridiculous meeting of people crying and whining and and so upset that that the president won and uh, that Donald Trump is president. And oh, my God, it's a terrible. It's so shocking. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to fix everything? Is that not imbecilic? I I mean, I, I can't imagine how much. Uh. We've we've slipped in this country when the number one topic is who was elected president two years ago and that a company has to have a company wide meeting to watch people cry about who the president is. Is is that say anything to what we're doing and where we're going? I mean, as, as I've said, you can like him or hate him, but there ain't no place like the United States of America. Okay, with all of the little issues that are going on and with all the stupid politics that go on. And and again, as you know, I pick on both sides. I am not I am not a fan of either the left nor the right. I am a fan of uh, the the person that is in that place. And certainly the left has gone a little bit a little bit cuckoo. Okay, and and certainly off target, even. Many of the people that are normally on the left are, are getting are, are getting a little bit fed up with it. I mean, you 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 have to realize that what what they want and what they think they're going to get is totally ridiculous. No country can function in the way that this Ocasio and Bernie Sanders and everyone wants to operate under. We're already, if you don't understand, we already are somewhat socialistic here to begin with, which is only created. $21 trillion in debt because of some of our policies. You can't go any farther because it's going to explode anyways. But, you know, to have these 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 companies try to rebel, and, and now Nike is, is, is also, uh, you know, uh, rebelling against uh, the president and saying that uh, uh, Seattle should remain a sanctuary for illegal aliens. Now, now explain to me why we should have a sanctuary for illegal aliens. Does Nike want them because they use all that slave labor in China? Does Nike want it because of the damage that they've done to human beings out of this country? Okay. You know, kid, kid yourself not, okay? Nike is no prince here, okay? And, and I think that's one of the things we should all recognize. 
I don't like the fact that Nike uses Colin Kaepernick, but I can accept it. That's free country. But uh, trying to uh, to break the law of this country, okay, especially when you are as guilty at mistreating foreigners or illegal aliens, okay, because when they're not here, the slave labor you created in, in, in China and the other places that you manufacture your shoes, okay, to make you the billions of dollars, Phil Knight, that puts you in this position to be a big powerhouse, really, now you want to, you know, start another rift. And again, this is where I think we make the, the dramatic mistake, okay? We should be, during any term, one for all and all for one. We should want to improve. It doesn't mean that we don't have different ideas, but it should be is what are the best things for the country? Every issue should not be a political hotspot. Every issue should not be against Donald Trump. That is becoming extremely more frustrating because every day it's, it's, it's not what's going on. It's not how to make America better. It's not about how to help Americans and make their lives better. Every day... Is about uh, how pompous President Trump is, how he's not presidential, whatever it is, uh, how Russia, 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 Russia. Now, have we not seen enough evidence that if Russia did indeed uh, um, get involved in the election, okay, and I, I guess I'm, I'm assuming that they did, I have no idea, okay, but if they did, is it, is it the first time it's ever happened? Are, is not the Clintons, if not equally as guilty of being involved, more guilty? And that's even if President Trump is involved. And he continues to say no, so I can't call him a liar. But I do know that the Clintons were involved. That's a fact. I mean, they were paid, you know, Bill Clinton was paid $500,000 to speak. So we know the things that have happened and we know what's factual. So... Again, I can't understand how we can continue to try to destroy America just because of who is in in the office. It just it it makes no sense to me whatsoever that we can continue and have news outlets continue to spew this crap and ignore anything that's good. Okay, we ignore. Our guys ignore anything that's good. Now, wouldn't you think the, I mean, did, did President Trump not do anything good so far in his two years? You know, I, I mean, again, did he do nothing that was any good throughout the uh, two years he's been in office so far? <laughs> you know, I, I guess anybody who can say no to that question is somebody who is so blind with hatred that they can't see, as they say, the forest before the trees. And that's just showing total ignorance, okay? And that's all I can say about that. I mean, again, we want to talk about a country divided. If you can say that the, that the, pre- the current president has done nothing good at all, then you got a problem. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and uh, we want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. 
Uh, it's the only station you need, and you can also get the Sporting Edge there, which is available to you on the weekends. And, of course, don't forget about our high school program, highschoolinvesting.com. We're trying to educate all of America, okay, all of the youth of America. If you want to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. Stop out here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz will come right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbyshow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbyshow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbyshow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbyshow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Top Bubba Horowitz. It's time for the one, the only, the unbelievably talented Jane King, Lila Max Media. It's the Kaching Report. Jane King from a street corner in New York. What's happening? <laughs> I'm on the corner of 54th and 5th, getting ready to go to a women's business breakfast in New York. So, um, yeah, you're looking forward to it. We have some good networking here. So what does a women's breakfast, business breakfast consist of in your in your view? <laughs> well, this is the first one I've been to. I was invited by um, a woman who works in the publishing industry. And um, so it's the first one I've been to. So I don't know exactly what I'm getting into, but it's at the university club. So it's got to be she-she. Oh, well, listen, New York's all she-she. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, look, the, 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 the second liberal capital of the world, it's all she-she, right? It's got to be. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about New York. It's interesting. Like, it's run by Democrats, of course, has been forever. Um, but the income disparity here is just unbelievable. So, you know, you got to wonder if these uh, policies really work all that well. Well, I mean, you know, I, I heard a report that, that California has the most... The first of all, the widest wage discrepancy, and they have the most homeless. Obviously, they have the most population, mm-hmm. but they have the biggest percentage of homeless in the in the country. Yeah, well, and guess what state has the least income inequality? You have any guesses? Uh, what you, I, I would Utah. Well, I would I would guess Utah. somewhere in that area. That Pro- makes sense. Probably the most Republican state in the nation has the least income inequality. So there you go. You know, <laughs> look. You know, I just I was talking to myself and I'm going, can you believe what Google did with that meeting? Can you can you fathom what they're doing? I know. Well, you know, it's <laughs> first of all, I'm really glad that, you know, there are media groups out there like Breitbart that have access to this information, because I think some of this stuff is so important that the public knows what's going on, because they just. The most interesting stuff is the stuff we don't see on the surface, the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, which is what we saw with that video of Google. So, I mean, hey, look, I could have told, I mean, Silicon Valley is is full of a lot of immigrants. So, and they tend to be, you know, vote Democrats. So uh, that's part of it. Uh, They're typically young. uh, So that's another part of it. 
um, they're kind of are very smart technologically, but maybe all, not all that smart economically. And um, so I think all of that led into what we saw at that Google meeting. I mean, but but really, I mean, okay, if you, if it happened right after the election, okay, I could, you know, I don't agree, but I could live yeah. with it. It's no, what? it was the day right after the election when that meeting was, wasn't it? I thought it was recently. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I missed. No, no, no. I think it was like the day after. Oh, wasn't it? I must I must have misunderstood. But uh, I, it, I do though want a Google beanie. I mean, are, are those like the hottest fashion items you've ever seen? I mean, I was like. I, Come on, they're making their employees wear those ridiculous beanies. I mean, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, so when when you look at this, and again, I, I got to ask you now. Look, you, you and I are both lean, probably a little bit right versus left, and I don't think either one of us are that far from the center line. Okay, and I, right. I, I, I think I think the, you're right. Uh-huh. I think we could vote either way, depending on who's in office. I mean, I, I think you're probably yes, and I have. more of a libertarian than anything else because you've got certain things you believe mm-hmm. in, and certain. So, but anyways, so now, can you imagine it's two years later, and and shouldn't we want the current president, no matter who it is, to get through and do good things for the country? Whereas now, you have so many people fighting against it that it's a constant battle. I mean, don't we just want to, to move on? Because in two years or four years or six years, he's going to be gone anyway. So what difference does it make? Right. Well, I mean, that tells you where people's loyalties lie. It's illogical um, to want to see somebody fail. I, I mean, it's like it's cannibalism. It's destroying yourself in the process. So, I mean, why, you know... The loyalties lie more with being right and getting your way and your ego than it does actually the good of the country. I mean, your kids, um, you know, they're the future generation. You have to want, I mean, as as much as I disagreed with some of the things that uh, Barack Obama did, I never wanted the country to fail. I mean, I didn't like health care. I had Obamacare. I thought that was a big mistake. I certainly didn't like the Iran deal. I thought that was like unbelievable. I see no redeeming qualities in that whatsoever. You know, but I never wanted the country to fail. So, um, you know, and I certainly was never going to play dirty tricks or things like that, like what we're seeing with the Kavanaugh hearings. I mean, that's just embarrassing. It was um, embarrassing. I mean, the, hmm. now, now there's a letter that he may have, like, groped somebody when he was in high school, and but nobody knows her name. Or I mean, it's just desperate. And it's not going to work. I mean, people are smarter than that, that they know that this is just some last-minute ditch effort to try to stop this. And it's just ridiculous. And Cory Booker is not rising in the uh, eyes of the American people with his antics. And I just think the Democrats look really silly through all this. No, I agree. And, and it's, it's a shame because, obviously, we'd like to have two parties. And then, of course, we have the, the markets that can, can, continue to go higher every day. It's, it's an amazing factor. But, you know, I, I love when I hear... The pundits say this time is different. Okay, I love to hear you know how high the confidence is, but I think more importantly, we're starting to hear a lot of these uh, sayings that everything's going to be great and everything's fine from higher up officials, which usually to me is like pretty near the end of, of a cycle because they're trying to mm-hmm. reassure, they're trying to reassure everybody. You know, we've got consumer confidence. At 18-year highs, which we know what happened 18 years ago, we have uh, you know right. small business growing faster than ever. We know what happens when that, you know when all these things start to happen at one time. Usually, that's usually the end of a cycle. Now, I mean, it doesn't mean it's over tomorrow, but that should be some cause for concern for me. What about for you? Yeah, no, I think you always have to be cautious because there's even when things look really great, 
Um, you know, there's always something going on behind the scenes. I mean, the biggest thing, you know, what's happening is a lot of people are taking on debt. A lot of people are getting really confident. They're quitting their jobs and they're taking on a lot of debt. We're starting to see, you know, more expensive homes being sold. And um, that's going to be a huge problem. I mean, the debt that, that we have as a nation um, and even as a world is, is going to be a huge problem and probably the cause of our next financial crisis. As always, I mean, again, it's, it is really, in my opinion, because the Fed won't step up. It's my opinion the Fed won't do the right thing, which is to slow down things a little bit and raise rates. And let's see what's going on. But, of course, one of the big problems is the debt service of our own, our own debt, because, you know, our, although our, our deficit is doubled and tripled since the early 2000s, uh, the actual money to service that debt is only gone up 25%. So that, that makes a little bit yeah. of a difference. So you can continue to go in debt, but we both know, and you teach this in your podcasting, that that is not so good, right? No, it's not good. And, I mean, the Fed only has so much control. I mean, at some point, interest rates are going to just take on a life of their own, and they're going to go up if they have to go up. I mean, I'm sure that the Central Bank of Venezuela would love to control their inflation as well, but that's not going to happen. They try. They try to do a lot of things there, and it's not working. So, um, you know, markets will be markets. And at some point, um, you know, we're going to see interest rates go up, whether the Fed's behind it or not. Now, I'm a little concerned about trade. Now, I'm not concerned about the trade wars. I think that they're going to solve, and I think that Trump is right here with the trade wars. I think we have the, t- the total mm-hmm. advantage. But the way that the markets have traded, the equities have gone straight up, which indicates, you know, when China says maybe they're going to talk, blah, 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 they go up. But what really bothers me is a lot of the agricultural products, which have not really participated. And based on the news, you know, if China's going to sit, they're going to sit down and talk, and that would be very positive for agricultural stuff, but it has not been so. To me, that smells of trouble from, from my years of experience in trading. Does it mean anything to you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just home over Labor Day, and the crops look amazing. I mean, I can only really speak about corn and soybeans, but they look so good. And uh, my nephew is a farmer, very good farmer, in a huge garden. Um, which as a farmer would, and it's a, a beautiful garden. And he said, this garden looks great. And he thought that was like an early indicator of what the crops were going to look like. And so I think we're going to have a big harvest this year, both corn and soybeans. So that may be the overriding factor right now versus what's going on with the China trade issue. So you, so, cause they did come out with the report and, and they're predicting monstrous acreage, but I had heard that the crops, even though they look good are not as good as they look, but at the end, um, obviously if you can, if you can produce more then then the price is not as important, right? Well, that's true, and you don't really ever know exactly what you're going to get in terms of yield to you can find in the field, and that's just starting now, at least in Indiana, where I'm from. I know it's been starting in some more southern areas. So, you know, that's the final thing, but the early indications are that everything looks really great this year for the corn and soybean harvest. Jane King, they're calling your name at the Women's Breakfast. As always, Jane King, Lila makes <laughs> me the Kitchen Report. Thanks for being on the show today. Okay, see you later. And that was our good friend, Jane King, from Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report, who always brings a lot of good information. And, of course, she's very diversified as from being with Bloomberg uh, when she first started, but actually grew up on a farm. So has a, a pretty good handle on, on everything that goes on. And, of course, we have a lot of uh, respect. And she's got her own show. Make sure you check her out. Uh, she's on. Uh, she does a lot of stuff coast to coast. Uh, but, you know, we talked a lot of, about a lot of things that, you know, have uh, some importance and some of the things we talked about. You know, during the day, and, and I, I think that, uh, you know, at the end of it, that, uh, you know, she's got a pretty good handle 
on what's going on. And, uh, you know, she is, uh, as we said, a little bit to the right uh, just in this case. But uh, again, more about fiscal issues and things like that. And I think that's one of the things that are important to understand because, you know, between her and me, we're both pretty neutral uh, and have a lot of the same things that we talk about. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, uh, it is a football weekend. So make sure you go to LibertyTalk.fm and download the Sporting Edge. It plays on Saturdays and Sundays. So make sure you check that out. And of course, don't forget about me, the Bubba Show, as we try to reach our goal of 1 million downloads a month. And certainly, you've all been a lot of help and we hope that you can continue to do so. And of course, you can get uh, Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free each and every day. All you have to do is go to BubbaTraining.com. There's a little box that'll pop up. You fill out the box and there's no credit card, nothing required. And each and every day, I'll send you a three to five minute video telling you what I saw during the day and what I expect to see tomorrow. So go to BubbaTrain.com and check that out. In the meantime, we're going to step out here for a break and we'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you and, you know, uh, it is a football weekend. It's Friday. It's September the 14th. And, of course, uh, we had football last night. We got uh, we had uh, uh, football this weekend. And, of course, uh, the sadness of Hurricane Florence is going to damper a lot of lives, which is a tragedy, and also going to affect a lot of the uh, sports over the weekend. But as we, as, as we look at um, the, the, the sports world and – of course, you know, we, we continue to hear, uh, you know, about the national anthem. And, you know, now we hear that the uh, ratings are down 9% uh, in football. And, and I, have to, I have to pick a bone with that. I have to argue that fact that, that attendance is down, that, that watch, the viewership is down. You know, we seem to forget, you know, it's, it's kind of like the stock market. You know, when I started trading... The market was under a thousand. Okay, it's now twenty, twenty-six thousand. Okay, um, you know when I f- grew up, we had basically four channels: two, five, seven, and nine. in Chicago it was two, five, seven, and nine: CBS, ABC, NBC, and the superstation WGN. They then added, uh, you know, thirty-two, which was a UHF. Okay, in the meantime, we didn't have cable TV. We didn't have all this fancy stuff. So. You want to watch, you, you got a chance to watch one game a week or two games, the doubleheader of the week or whatever. And there used to be the baseball game of the week and the football, you know, uh, you'd see on two channels, it used to be five and, and two, uh, CBS and NBC or ABC, depending. In the meantime, and then I came Monday Night Football, so you added a game. But in the meantime, okay, since then, we have developed cable TV, direct TV, satellite dishes, and, and, and everything else you want. You have so many outlets and a way to watch. And, oh, by the way, uh, now everybody's got a smartphone, which they can watch from their smartphone. Oh, and, and by the way, there's only, uh, you know, 50 different sports channels between the local Comcast sports channels to local Fox to MLB, NFL Network, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN University, and, and, and so I think you get the point. So, sure, the, the overall viewership from a major network is down. Why? Well, I, I, listen, I don't watch 
the games, I watch the red zone. Why? Because I care. I'm a fantasy guy. So I like to hear the fantasy. Okay? So I'm not interested in, in watching a long 10-minute drive. I'm, I want to know who scored. So the red zone takes you from channel to channel, and the NFL Network takes you from channel to channel. And then you've got uh, extreme, great radio that you can get scores from. So it's no wonder that now that we have nine gazillion outlets to watch or listen to a game, okay, that we see that the major networks are lower. I mean, that makes the perfect sense. To me, it is, listen, we can talk about hating the fact that, that this, they kneel at the football games. Nobody cares. I mean, you care from a standpoint of, you know, it's outrageous and you're, outra- you're, you're outraged by it if you are. And some of you are not. I've heard from many of you, and many of you that are servicemen say, hey, that's their right. I fought for that right. Hey, God bless. But simply, I would say 50 to 70% of the people bet on football in one way, shape, or form. Okay? Either through fantasy, either through FanDuel, DraftKings, their own private league, uh, they bet on it directly. Uh, they've got some kind of survivor pool, blah, blah, blah. I mean, think about the number of outlets of ways to get information for sports. And, and now that they have legalized gambling in all 50 states, not of course all 50 states aren't going to have it because, you know, the government in those states are going to try to be ridiculous and try to get too much money from the from the what we'll call the bookmakers. Uh, and, of course, the bookmakers only work on 5%, so it's kind of hard to give out 10 when you're only working on 5 But So my point is, is that everybody almost has interest from, from the kids in school to, to the elderly. People are involved. And, and, of course, why is football the most popular sport? Because it's the easiest one to bet on. It's, it's, it's a, you know, if you're just an NFL guy, uh, you got three times a week you can bet on it as a rule. And, and people love to bet on the NFL. I was just in Vegas last weekend, opening weekend, and it was packed. You couldn't get a seat at any casino to watch the games. So, again, you can tell me all you want that, the, that it's down, uh, that the, the, the viewership is down. And I can say, okay, it makes sense because people can watch it anywhere. Okay, and there's, there's so many outlets fighting for that dollar. You know, it's no different than, you know, one of the, the, the big problems in, in, in what I would say is the death of retail. Okay. You know, when, 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 when I grew up, okay, the stores were open uh, only two nights a week. Okay. And they didn't, weren't always open on Sunday, but then they started opening on Sunday. But in the meantime, you had, usually they had Monday and Thursday night and every other was a day. So we've gone from that to, you know, a gazillion hours, which really cost a gazillion dollars. You know, when you think about it, you know, stores are open, let's say, nine to nine, seven days a week. Okay. So you need more help. You need more staff. You need more electricity. You need more of everything. It costs money. Okay. Now, you, you take an Amazon. Okay. You take a Walmart online. You take anybody online. It doesn't have to be Amazon. I mean, again, this isn't Amazon's fault, but they're open 24 hours without assistance because everything is done, you know, through a computer. So you, you, you look at all that. So why are, is there troubles in the world? Well, in retail, because it's, they're being priced out because they're being costed out. You know, you can't, 
you know, continue to, 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 to build on expenses, especially when you're into a dying business. And, you know, look, there's always going to be a need for some retail stores. There's certainly going to be a need for the convenience stores. But if you noticed, even the convenience stores are getting destroyed by the gas stations. You know, every gas station you go to has snacks, water, uh, aspirin, you know, all the basics you might run out for, batteries. Okay. So they're destroying everybody. I mean, again, I, I said this before, but I will bet you someday, okay, that we will have a, you know, it'll be, I don't know, there'll be Walgreens, but it'll be like a Walgreens gas station with prescriptions. So you, you can go to one place, you know, everybody's trying to compete with everybody else. I mean, you know, Walgreens, you can go, you can buy produce, not in big quantities, but you can buy produce, you can buy some groceries. Okay. So you've got everybody competing for the same dollar. So if prices is an issue, you know, they've all come down in price as well because they're fighting you know, that price discovery battle that we talk about all the time. So you think about it, okay, where is it, where is it going to come from? Where, where are the customers going to come from? And, and again, I mean, a guy like me, I go to the gas station every day for, for uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a Slurpee, actually, okay, just because I work out and then I go get something to drink. But I, I would never go there. And I only get stuff that, you know, if I need something in emergency, I run to there or the Walgreens, whatever. But, you know, most 99% of my shopping is done right online. Because I can do it from anywhere. I can do it at my convenience. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to wait in line. Bing, bing, bang, I'm done. And I think that is something that, that we need to, to, to focus on, which is going to be one of the reasons that there'll be failure in the retail. So, you know, even though we're having a big spurt right now, okay, just like sports betting, just like FanDuel, just like everything else is online. So we're shopping. So it, it, it's, it keeps you on your smartphone or on your laptop and keeps you out of the stores and out of the places that benefit from when you're there. In the meantime, everybody have a great weekend. It's always great to share some time with you. This is The Bubba Show. And I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and I want to remind you to download The Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. Don't forget about the sporting edge as well, because you got to help the, the boys build their show and help them get their, their ratings up. And to all of you, Enjoy your weekend. Have be safe. I think this we're getting closer to the end of summer, so the weather will start to change. Enjoy football. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much. This is the Bubba Show, Top Bubba Horowitz. We'll see you back here on Monday. The Bubba Show, Top Bubba Horowitz. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.